every single day I feel yeah. Artlist I.O. Every single day I feel the pleasure Double love the work, let's make it extra Working so my mother get a rest, yeah Working like I never know I'm best, yeah Every single day I feel the pressure Welcome back. It's your boy C-Rock. I don't have a way to dim that out. We've had some issues with that music, so I just cut it off. But welcome back to That One Studio, the What Are You Made Of show with your boy C-Rock in the building. We, today, we have a great guest named Alex King. She is a certified nutritionist and podcast host. She helps women deal with the side effects of birth control, sync their life with their menstrual cycle, and balance their hormones naturally. She also is the host of the Holistic Women's Health Podcast which has over 100 episodes and covers everything from health, nutrition, fitness, personal growth, relationships, and more. Based on what I have access to, Alex, your show is in the top, I think, 1.5% of all podcasts out there. Does that sound right? Yes, it does. Yeah, thank That's, you. Great job. That's badass. So, Because uh, <laughs> look, a lot of podcasts have no listeners at all, like zero, you know, and, uh, but it's great to be up there and, and having some uh, recognition for the work that it goes into starting and continuing a podcast and building it, you know, so yeah. I, I was going to do it anyways. Sorry, I was going to do it anyways, whether there were listeners or not. And it just so happened that there were a lot of people that needed that information. So happy yeah, that there know, are listeners. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I want to talk to you about that, about podcasting in a second, what that's done for you, what you thought about doing it for, you know, but let's, let's, let's start with the question that we start the show with every time. And that is, what are you made of? I thought about this a lot in the last 24 hours, knowing that this was the, the one question that you start off your show. And it would depend on the day, honestly, how I answer. But today I would say gratitude, love and kindness, just based on the way that my mom raised me. Those were values that she instilled in, in my brother and I. And so uh, those, those gratitude, love and kindness, I would say. Awesome. I'm the same way. I go on shows sometimes, and because my show is named that, they'll ask me my own question. And I said, how <laughs> dare you ask me my own question? <laughs> no, but I always answer it different every time because it depends on the day. You're right. right. You know? And, yeah. you know, because it's – let me ask you, are you able to get, like, spicy if you need to and, 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 uh, and aggressive if you need to, though? Or are you always oh. loving and kind and – sweet. No. Yeah. I am a Leo. So I grew up wanting to be in the spotlight. My mom always said, if I was crying too much, she would just sit me in front of the mirror and I could just talk to myself for hours. And <laughs> so <laughs> I could be aggressive if need be. But um, yeah, just so many lessons and, and thinking of what my mom would always say, kill them with kindness or show gratitude for what you have and, and stuff like that. So I do lead my days with that. And then if anything were to come up where I do need to be aggressive, that's something I've definitely learned in the last few years, especially being a business owner and having to do that, you know, and, and lead people or teach people and yeah, saying no to people. And that's all about what you do in entrepreneurialism. That's right. So true. I mean, you know, I, I have this thing where, I mean, I'm authentic and genuine and I just try to give and, and love on people because I think if you do that, it causes an attraction model. Right. And, um, so where, where's your story start? Like, what's your story? Everybody's got a story. What's your story? Where'd you come from? <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Well, I'm Canadian. So I grew up, uh, the easiest way if your listeners are mostly American is kind of on the border with Michigan. So I grew up just across the border in Windsor, Ontario in Canada, and then went to school in Toronto, Ontario, which is kind of like Canada's New York. So it's quite a big city and just a lot going on. And I'm still in Toronto at the moment. 
And it would depend. I would say my story starts when I had emergency surgery at the age of 13. And they rushed me into emergency surgery. They had to remove my left ovary. There was a cyst that was twisting and torting my left ovary and the cyst had ruptured. So they rushed me in and they cut it all out. And then after that, they put me right away on the birth control pill. And then I experienced all sorts of side effects and painful periods and you name it. I experienced it all. And also throughout my journey, I was vegetarian for almost two decades. And so coming back from that as well and introducing some fish back into my diet has also been quite a journey. But all I've ever known, done, studied was food and nutrition. And so that's that's what I do. That's what I know. Gotcha. Okay. So that's where it started from then. And and with that, uh, what, what symptoms did you have when, when it ruptured? Like you know, like, how did you know it ruptured pain, a lot of pain and stuff or? A lot of pain, a lot yeah. of pain. So yeah, just unexplainable amount of pain. And then just two years ago now, I was also diagnosed with endometriosis, which is one of the most painful conditions someone can have. The pain can feel like a heart attack in a different part of your body, of course, but the pain can be equal to the pain that one would experience in a heart attack. And it's just such a debilitating condition, having to miss school or work. Um, and about one in 10 women are diagnosed with endometriosis and it can grow anywhere in the body, even all the way up to your brain, to your lungs. It can attach to your bowel. It can cause infertility. So that was something as well that I've been struggling with and painful periods is the number one symptom of that. Gotcha. All right. And mm -hmm. so then it's very difficult at that time to be sweet and kind and loving. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a little difficult for that. I mean, I'm sure you still can, but I'm, I'm sure it can be like, you know, you got to put some extra work in No, but you know, okay. So having these things happen, see, I'm a firm believer that no matter what happens, I don't believe in bad, uh, like bad things. I think a lot of times people have this thing, but I really think that there's energy in everything. Right. And I try to take the energy of everything and utilize the energy and so to me, it seems like that's what you're doing. You're taking what you're going through and what you're still going through, and then you're turning it into your mission, right? How would you describe uh, or elaborate? Uh, I mean, not elaborate, but describe your um, or articulate your mission. Oh, that's a tough one. And again, one that would change depending on the day. But I really, truly believe in empowering people. So one thing that... I bring in my business is the education piece because there can be a lot of medical gaslighting, especially with something like endometriosis that doesn't show up on a lot of medical scans. And so when you go into the doctors and you say, I'm experiencing these painful periods, a lot of the doctors will just say, oh, you're fine. Go home, take a couple of painkillers and go on with your life. But it's, it's truly not a condition that's like that. So I would just at this moment... I would love to spread more knowledge and empower people just to learn about all these different conditions in women's health. Gotcha. Okay. And so let's talk about the podcast and we're going to get into your business in a second, but your podcast, why did you start the podcast? Like take us through that thought process of like, when you thought about, I should start a podcast and then, and then until you actually started it. You know, it's funny. I'm such an action taker. I have a million and one ideas a day whether I act on them or not. And this was one that uh, I had for a few years. And then when 2020 hit, I was working three or so jobs and it was just 
mentally, physically, emotionally exhausting during that time. And so I had quit my job. I moved from Windsor back to Toronto, which is about four hours away. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go all in on myself, 100% in on my name, my brand. I'm going to do it. And a big part of that was starting the podcast. I'd listened to many podcasts. Every morning, I would always listen to a podcast. I still do actually listen to podcasts every morning while I'm getting ready throughout my day. And so I just did it. And I watched maybe one or two YouTube videos and I just bought a mic on Amazon that same day. And uh, I've since graduated and upgraded to a nicer microphone, but I just bought the cheapest one in case I was like, Ooh, if this doesn't work out, you know, I'll, I can go back. I'll just put a few episodes out, see how I like it. And then about four years later now, I'm still doing it, still loving it. And it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah. And what have you noticed happen from it? Like what, what personally, and then also professionally? A lot. That's such a great question. I've grown myself from interviewing guests, as I'm sure you have as well. You just learn so much from the people you're interviewing, stuff that you never would have thought to seek out otherwise. So that's been one of my absolute favorite things. And just connecting with people all around the world from Germany to New Zealand, Australia, the United States, just all over. And then for my business, it really blew up in a lesson that I share with anyone else who any of my friends or colleagues or anyone who wants to start a podcast. The name that it is now was not always the name of my podcast. It used to be called Life in Moderation based off of my brand Nutrition Moderation. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, yeah, this is not resonating. If I'm someone who listens to podcasts, what am I always searching for? I'm searching women's health. So I decided to change the name to Holistic Women's Health. And pretty much overnight, my listenership doubled just from changing the name of my podcast to something more searchable. And I've been able to connect with other people in the industry. I've been able to connect more with clients. I have clients all over the world now for my nutrition business, and it's really just opened up a lot of doors. Awesome. Awesome. By the way, nutritionmoderation.com. You guys can go check out that link. It'll take you to her company, Alex's company, nutritionmoderation.com. Uh, so then from the business side of things, how long did you go right from school to uh, having your own business or did you work for somewhere else? I worked for someone else. So I've always sought out opportunities. So from school, I studied the traditional route of dietetics. I always wanted to work in a hospital. And then I worked in a hospital and I quickly realized this is not for me. Just nobody likes the food in hospitals. So I'd be the girl going up to your room with the Palm Pilot being like, what do you want to eat today? And then everybody would just want a home cooked meal. And I can say, well, that's, you know, not what you can eat. And this based on your medical condition, these are your options. And, and everybody just is so upset with you. And at that age, I was probably 18, 19. I was young, and it was just a lot to handle at that time going through university. And then when it came to writing my dietetic license, my reference fell through because of time difference. So she wasn't able to put in her application on time. And I thought my world was falling apart because this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a registered dietitian. And my mom was like, listen, it's not the end of the world. Why don't you try going to holistic nutrition school and seeing what that's about? So I did. And I went to the Institute of Holistic Nutrition and learned everything and more. So we learned about supplements and we learned about energy and 
all sorts of things, all these different diets. And we learned about sports nutrition and, and just everything that I wanted to learn in dietetics that wasn't offered in my dietetics program. And then after that, as I was graduating, I emailed a bunch of naturopathic doctors just to see if I could volunteer for them. And I had one in my hometown that said, absolutely, can you come right away? So I said, definitely, I'll be there. And she had just opened this beautiful clinic. And I worked there for many years, I think almost six years now. And she specializes in oncology. So I went and I got my certified nutritionist uh, specializing in cancer. So I went and I got that certification and I worked in that for a few years and that changed my life. But again, emotionally very exhausting. And I just thought, what do I look up in my spare time? I always am reading about women's health. I'm looking up women's health. I'm going on my own journey to heal my hormones. And so then in 2020, when I quit that job and moved back here, I yeah went full in on, on women's health. And how long ago was that? That was just four years ago now in 2020 that okay. I fully and, women's health. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you started your own company and then you are looking you, from the start, you were looking like for clients, right? So you had to figure out like, like anytime I see, I do startups too, right? So anytime I start a business, it's like, okay, what am I, what desire am I fulfilling? What pain am I like curing or helping with? And mm -hmm. then, and then how am I going to do that? What's my offering? Is it one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is it group coaching? Is it consulting? Is it like evergreen diets that I'm going to be putting out? Like what, what is it? So like, what did you start with, with when you first started your business? Like what offering? The typical everyone from what I've seen always starts off with the same thing from what school tells you. So it probably has changed since then. But when I was graduating, it was pantry cleanouts, grocery store tours, and then one-on-one -on -one coaching. So specialty diets, if someone has digestive issues, or like you mentioned, some of those pain points. So if it's painful bloating, or I have an allergy to all these foods, or my picky toddler won't eat these certain foods and just doing custom meal plans. And then the more I learned and did continuing education, then I really figured out what I wanted to offer. So I dropped all of those. The, yeah, the pantry cleanouts and the, the grocery store, it just, it wasn't me. It wasn't something that I felt connected to. And so I really sat back. I did a lot of journaling and I thought, if I'm someone who wants help with a specific condition, what do I want? And so I basically just created that. So it's all virtual. So I can see anyone wherever they are in the world. And then we do a combination of one-on-one, -on -one, pretty much like this podcast. And I also give virtual uh, video lessons as well to go along with whatever type of support they need. And then I recommend food, uh, nutrition, lifestyle habits, and then custom supplements as well. Gotcha. And then so from there, when you started that and you started guiding yourself into like the offering that you wanted to do so that you feel fulfilled and enjoy what you're doing, like, is it on your mind thinking like, okay, how can I scale this and what other things can I do? Or can I add people to this? Or like, what are your thoughts and the, the vision from here? All the time. Right now, I'm really focusing on growing the podcast. And then ideally, some sort of membership for people who listen to the podcast, but also want to work with me kind of bridging that gap where they want more information, they want more health information, but they're not ready to fully go one on one with all this information. So that would be the next thing on my list. Okay, gotcha. So <clears throat> sounds to me 
from there, you, you're looking to blow up your brand, your personal brand, right? This is something that I went through back in uh, five years ago. Um, yeah, it was five years ago. I was in the mortgage real estate space, and I was like, I need to get known. I was known in regionally where I was, whatever, but I was like, I need to get known. And I don't know how I was going to do it. And I told you this in the green room, but for the audience listening, one of the most important things you can do in business is get known, not know people. Everybody, you hear that when we were growing up, like, oh, he knows people. Oh, you know, it's not, it's just who you know. It really truly is who knows Alex and, and who knows what Alex does and what Alex stands for so that they can choose whether they align with you or not. And let's say 50% of people do and 50% of people don't. The numbers aren't exactly like that, right? But like those 50% that don't, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's like no big deal. But the 50% that do, you got them now. And they want to listen to your podcast. And they want to go deeper with you. And they want to learn from you and work with you. And they want to send clients to you. But you can't do that unless you're known, not know people. And so I figured this out and I dialed this in. So I love what you're doing. You're on the right path. Uh, I would just, you know, like you mentioned something about the podcast and, and getting known and you're leaning in a hundred percent. I would also making sure that you hang out with people like myself or like people that have done it that are a little further along the journey than you, not better than you or anything, but a little further along the journey than you so that they can pull you along faster. And everybody listening out there, you should do that. You should be thinking about who's a little further along down the journey than me so that I can attach my, my wagon to it. And, and, and follow along and get, you know, go faster and eventually pass them, you know? So I love what you're doing. All right. So now let's talk about nutrition for a second. So let's say a woman right now is listening and she's like, where, where would I start with this? Like, there's so much on TikTok and all these different things. Right. And I get, I think information overload, they get confused. There's chaos, confusion, right? But like, where should they start to just really peel back the layers and get back to the basic foundation of a starting point and then build from there to keep things simple? A hundred percent. Nutrition is so complicated. And I talk about this with my partner all the time. There's someone on TikTok promoting the keto diet. Someone else is promoting carnivore. Someone's saying no lectin. Someone else is saying add MCT and olive oil to everything. And it's so complicated and it really is. So the best thing I would recommend is follow someone who you aspire to be or look up to and someone where you align with their values and their mission. And that would be a good place to start because it can be a lot having so much information come at you and you can find a study for anything. You can find a study saying smoking is bad, a study saying smoking is good, lectins are good, lectins are bad. And so really just cutting out a lot of noise would be a good place to start if you're feeling really overwhelmed and it's just a lot of information coming at you. Just pause and then figure out what works for you and your body as well. So if someone, let's say, is going through a chronic, let's say, Lyme diagnosis, for instance, then follow someone who's a nutritionist or a naturopathic doctor who also has Lyme or specializes in Lyme disease, and then you can prescribe to what they're doing and what works for them and their clients, and that will simplify things a lot instead of being like, okay, do I do keto? Do I do this or that? Because it, it's so complicated, and, and a, for instance, a question I get asked all the time is what are probiotics good? What probiotics should I take? I'm like, probiotics are great, but it it also depends. So for instance, if you're someone who has SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, you would not benefit from a probiotic, whereas 90% of other people would benefit. So it's really dependent person to person. And then you said, where's a good place to start? So it would also depend if you're someone who's 
eating out for every single meal, or if you're someone who's pretty nutrition educated and you want to go that next level up. So I'm all about personalization and it would really depend what you're struggling with and where your starting point is. If you're going to McDonald's three times a day, then I'm going to meet you where you're at and we're going to do little compromises here and there and get you to ultimately where you want to be. Got it. All right. And so there's also influencers out there or people that have done a really good job with their personal brand, but they're not the best nutritionist. Right. And, and so people will go to them though and spend money with them though, and pay attention to them though, because they're getting that attention. So I believe there's needs to be more people that know what they're talking about, that have quality information, quality help and assistance available to that blow up their brands, because then people are going to have better, better help, you know, and guidance, right? Does that bother you when you watch other people and then you listen to some of them that are really well known and influencers out there, big followings and all this? And then you yes. listen to them and they're full of crap. <laughs> yes. Personal stories for sure, especially being in the cancer space. I see people all the time who are like, this is what worked for me. But it is also important. That's valuable. If you have a personal experience with something and you yourself healed yourself in a specific way. Amazing. I want to hear about that. But if you don't have all the proper education, you're also not giving that disclaimer like this worked for me. It might not work for you. What works for your neighbor probably isn't going to work for you. If your neighbor is really successful with keto because they have epilepsy and seizures, great, but you don't. So you need to find what works for you. Do you want to have gym goals? Do you want to gain more muscle? Do you want to lose weight? Like everybody's going to have these these different goals as well. So that's something to keep in mind. And Yes, it should definitely come with a disclaimer and people should for sure pay attention. Is this an influencer who also has education or is this just an influencer? And I'm 100% on board with what you said. There's so many qualified nutritionists, naturopathic doctors, registered dietitians, chiropractors, whoever that are so knowledgeable, but just don't have that, that brand. And so that's really why what you do is so amazing, just giving these people a voice and, and a platform as well. Yeah. Can you imagine like more people that are really good get known? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't always get known for being good. It's just a strategy and, and manufacturing celebrity. I talk about it all the time. So, all right. So then from there, like if I could uh, really literally snap my fingers or if I was a leprechaun, some people call me a leprechaun because I'm a little shorter than, I'm, I'm, I mean, five, seven is not real short, but it's a short. So anyway, but they call me a <laughs> If I was a leprechaun and you could make a wish and you could have not skipping the journey necessarily, but like you could have everything the way you wanted it, right? Paint that like for your business, for your brand. What's that look like? How big is it? Paint that picture for me. Ooh, I've thought about this a lot. I'm a big fan of future self journaling and I've always pictured myself more warmer tropical weather because it's not the warmest here in Toronto in Canada. It's quite cold. It was snowing this morning. So I always pictured myself somewhere warmer and having a big brand, but also working from home as well. I've always envisioned myself in either this pink business suit or this red business suit, just going out there, spreading all the knowledge on women's health and really educating people, going to speaking engagements, having the podcast be a main source of, of income and education and information. And just really, I when I think about my future self, just glowing, just so happy. And just to bring us back to the beginning, just full of gratitude, love and kindness. 
Awesome. All right. I love it. I love it. So the best place for people to find you is nutritionmoderation.com. Also, she's also got Instagram as well. And you can go to in, uh, nutrition moderation on Instagram as well. You can find her there on TikTok. Nutrition. Guess what? Moderation. Nutrition moderation on TikTok. And also the podcast, which is now called the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. Go check her out. That's Alex King in the building on the What Are You Made Of show. Alex, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Mike. All right, guys, keep coming back, rate, subscribe, you know the deal, and be a fan of that one because that one is taking you places that you've never been before, allowing you to be yourself authentically and lean into it unapologetically and taking it to other levels to help more people. Till next time, it's your boy C-Rock from That One Studio and the What Do You Made Of show, be that one.